there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. Amen. So let's go straight to God's uh, word. If you've not been with us, we've been in Second uh, Kings, Second um, Kings, and chapter number nine. If I could just read there quickly to refresh uh, our minds this morning. Um, the Bible says, And Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Get yourself ready, take this flask of oil in your hand, and go to Ramoth Gilead. Now when you arrive at that place, look there for Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in, and make him rise up from his associates and take him to an inner room. So we've been looking at different types of rooms, you know, that we have in the Bible. And the first room that we looked at was the inner room. And the second one, it was the inn. And today I want to take you to uh, another room. It's a very powerful room and we're going to pray. Today we want to look at the prophet's room. The prophet's room. That's the third uh, room that I want us to look at. Now the prophet room, the prophet's room was the room that was set aside by an individual, you know, uh, to host the prophet. And uh, uh, that is the room that we want to look at. It was a room that was set aside for a man of God in an individual's house. Um, in those days in the Bible, uh, there are two incidences that we see, or several incidences rather that we see, even in the New Testament that we see. Um, that there was someone that you know set aside um, a portion of you know his house to be able to take care of the prophet of God. You can read that in the Old Testament. You can read that in the New Testament. We see um, the woman at Zarephath doing so. You know, uh, in the New Testament also we see it um, in the house of uh, Lydia. You know, and uh, but there's a story that I want us to look at and just delve deeper into it, and then we're gonna pray about it and see how um, uh, how this uh, prophet's room relates to to us. All right, and so I want you to fasten your seatbelt because we're going to pray and we're gonna have a great time. You know, this morning, Amen. And so just jump with me very quickly. Um, uh, jump with me very quickly to uh, the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. I'm, I'm not going to read all of it, but we're just going to flow together. I'm going to give you the story and then we'll read a couple of verses as we continue praying. Now in 2 Kings chapter 4, it gives us the story of a prophet by the name Elisha. He went to a place called Shunem and then there was a woman there. Uh, who noticed that this servant of God has been coming to this city of ours and um, he didn't have a place, a permanent place or a place that he could just, you know, go and rest. It's, it's like Elisha was having a problem with accommodation in this city. It was a hassle for him. And so this woman decided, you know, to invite him to be coming to the house for meals. You know, and the Bible says she was a notable woman. That means she was a blessed, wealthy woman. Uh, may God make you wealthy. May God bless you. May God increase you. 
that you may never lack anything good that you desire, you know, uh, from, from this life. So she was a notable woman. She was a blessed woman. She was a wealthy woman. And uh, she decided to invite the man of God to be coming, you know, to their home, you know, for meals. And then after a while, she consulted with her husband. And she decided now, instead of this guy just coming to eat, and we are blessed, and we, we, we have extra room in our home, I mean, let's, let's make a place for him. Let's just provide accommodation for him so that every time he comes to the city, he doesn't have to look for a place, you know, to stay. I mean, when you look at this woman, you see how the blessings of God are very important in our lives, that she was so blessed that the house she was living in had an extra room that she could be able to provide uh, accommodation for the prophet, you know. Uh, many of us, you know, when, 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 when there are people, rather, when people visit you, um, it's a hassle because the only room you have is yours. And uh, maybe for your two children or one child, uh, you know, and, and that's it. Uh, but may God bless you. May you become wealthy. May you become like this notable woman that you can have extra room that you can be able to host you know, a man of God. You can be able to host servants of God. You can be able to host people well, without having a headache. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let's continue with our story here because it's a very powerful story. And so when she consulted with the husband and the husband gave her green light, she invited this prophet to the house. And so Second um, Kings chapter 4, verse 10 to 11, when she's talking to the husband, this is what she said, Please let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be when he comes to us that he shall turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. So there was a room for the prophet, you know, in this house. You know, there was a room that was prepared for the prophet in this house. They created space for God's servant, you know, to come and dwell in their house. They created space for a man of God, you know, to come and stay with them every time that he was in the city. So that means they recognize the oil. They recognize the anointing. They recognize the grace, you know, that this man carried. Now, you need to know that God has selected men in our midst. God has anointed men in our midst. God has anointed, you know, his vessels. And we must understand that we need to create room for the vessels that God has anointed, for the men and women that God has anointed, so that the oil upon their lives can be able to flow and uh, touch our lives. The anointing and the grace that they carry, if we create room for, <clears throat> for, for, for the anointing and for the grace that they carry, you know, it's going to benefit our lives. A lot of us miss out on God is because we have not created room you know, in our lives, in our homes, you know, in our spaces for the prophets or for the, for, for, for the men of God. We have room for everybody else, but not, you know, God's men. Uh, we, have, uh, we have room for every other thing, but not, you know, the men and the women that God has anointed in our midst. This woman was wealthy. She had money. 
I'm sure she used to have business delegations, um, you know, coming to see her and stuff like that. Maybe she had friends, she had relatives, but also she knew that there is a secret in hosting a man of God. She created room, she prepared a space, you know, for a man of God in her home. And I want you to see what happened to her when she did that. You know, after Elisha, you know, for a while, after after a while, Elisha, you know, decided to ask, is there anything that this woman, you know, needs? Because the woman, you know, took care uh, of Elisha. I mean, there was provision for him. There was accommodation for him. This home was a lovely place. And Elisha was very, very happy, you know, with the hospitality that he was receiving from this home. Uh, I think they, they were giving uh, the man of God excellent service in this home. And so one day, you know, <clears throat> Elisha is asking, I mean, what does she want? I mean, what what is it that she needs? I can see that she's a wealthy woman. I can see that she's blessed. Uh, but I, I, I sense there's something that she needs. And um, when she was asked, of course, she was dodgy about the question. And then Gehazi, who is the servant of Elisha, revealed that there was uh, a problem in this homestead that they didn't have a child. They were wealthy, they were blessed, they had a great house, they had great servants, you know, but there was something that was lacking in this home. And so what did Elisha do because of the excellent, you know, ministry that was granted to him by this family, hosting him and created creating room for the prophet in this home, he decided to speak a blessing over this home. You see, they were wealthy, but their money could not sort out their issue. You know, she was a notable woman. She was a wealthy woman. She was a famous woman. She was a great woman in this society. This was a great family in this society, but there was something that their money could not do. It required the grace and the anointing that a man of God carries. It required the grace and the anointing that the prophet was carrying. And so the prophet declared a blessing over this family. He said, this time next year, you're going to get a, a child. You conceive and you will have a son. And fast forward, the Bible says that it happened that she got a child. And um, she was very, very happy. And then... And you continue reading the story. That's why we can't read all of it. I'm just summarizing and picking a few verses for you. Later on, the baby grew up, the, son, the boy grew up, and one day the boy was working with the father and he started complaining that he's having a headache. You know, the father told the servants, you know, take this child uh, to the mother. <clears throat> and the child was taken to the mother. And as the mother was trying, you know, to help the child, um, you know, recover from the headache and stuff like that, as mothers will do. The Bible says, sadly, the boy passed on. Now, when the boy died, I can imagine the pain. I can imagine, you know, the frustration in this family. I mean, they were so happy that they have a, a boy, they have a child. They were so excited. And, you know, all of a sudden, the child was no more. I can imagine the pain that was in this woman's heart. Can imagine how she felt about this blessing that had come from God. And so what did this woman do? She, did, she was not quick to bury, you know, her son. She took the corpse. And where did she take the corpse? She took the corpse and put the corpse on the bed, all right, of the man of God 
in the room that she had prepared for this man. So she took this corpse to the prophet's room and laid it on the bed where the man of God was spending. What a woman. And then what did she do? She locked the door and she told the husband, I am going to see, you know, the, the man of God. And she rushed and she went there, you know. And of course, Elisha sent, what did he send? Uh, who did he send? Elisha sent his servant Gehazi with his staff to come, you know, and try and resurrect, you know, the baby. But when Gehazi came, the baby did not resurrect. It's because there was something that Elisha was carrying that was so unique. There was an anointing, there was a grace that he was carrying that was so unique. And this woman was very, very clever. When Elisha sent the servant to go back home to, to go and pray for the child, she did not go with the servant. She stayed with Elisha because she understood who is the carrier of the oil. She knew who is the carrier of the grace to make this miracle take place. And of course, finally, they went together back home. And when you look at verse 32 to verse 37, when Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed in his room where he was staying, you know. And then he went in the prophet's room and shut the door. Remember, we talked about shutting the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth. Look at that. And his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. This miracle was taking place in the prophet's room. All right. As strange as it may look, look, sometimes the method does not matter. It is the result that really, really matters. Stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. That was the impartation. He released life into the child through the hands, through the mouth. You know, he released, you know, um, the impartation of life through the eyes, through the mouth, through the hands of the child through the eyes, through the mouth, and through the hands of the child. May you receive an impartation this morning of the anointing and the grace of God, you know, to experience the supernatural in the name of Jesus. May there be a transference of the power and the glory and the anointing of God in your life right now for you to experience what is naturally impossible in the name of Jesus. May what was dead be resurrected in your life where there was no hope may you receive hope this morning in the name of jesus christ and then what happened the, the, when 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 this when when this was taking place the bible says that he returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched out on him on the child then the child sneezed how many times seven times seven is the number of perfection he sneezed once, twice, thrice, four times, five times, six times, then seven times. And then the child opened his eyes. Isn't that amazing? And he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite woman. So he called her and when she had come into him, he said, pick up your son. So she went in, fell on his feet, 
bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. You can see that the miracle took place in the prophet's room when she created room. And you know, when she was doing it, she was doing this, um, she didn't know what was going to happen in future. She didn't know that she was going to lose her son, but she just did what she felt she needed to do at that particular moment, creating space for a man of God, creating room for the prophet of God. And look at what she did, was able to save her child from dying. So we need to have the prophet's room. And so what does it mean? To have a prophet's room. I'm going to throw this quickly to you and then we are going to pray. I pray for you that you'll have the prophet's room in your life. You will create space for God's servants. You will create space in your life, in your home, all right, in your space for God's servant. Your, 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 your space will not just be for visitors, will not just be for other people, will not just be for your brothers and your sisters, but your space will also be for, a, for God's servant. You will create room for God's servant in your home, in your life, in your space, in the name of Jesus Christ. So having a prophet's room represents the following. Number one, it's, it's having a welcoming heart. For God's anointed servant, it is having a welcoming heart for God's uh, anointed prophet or servants. You see, this woman received God's servants in, or uh, uh, sorry, this woman received God's prophet in her home because she had a welcoming heart. You see, you cannot invite somebody in your home if you have not invited them in your heart. Her heart had already, you know, received the man of God. The disposition of your heart is very, very important because if your if the disposition of your heart is not welcoming, there is no way you can welcome a servant of God in your space. So it begins with your heart. I want to throw a scripture to you here quickly, even as I delve deep in this. In Mark chapter 6, when Jesus came to his own country, his own place where he was born, the Bible says that many who heard him because he was preaching, they were astonished and they were asking, where did this man get all these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? I mean, they were astonished and they were so surprised, you know, and then something happened in their hearts. Then they started questioning. They started doubting. They started asking, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary and, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? So something started happening in their hearts. So they were offended. They were offended. There was offense in their hearts. And because there was offense in their hearts, they could not receive Jesus. So Jesus could see that the, the very, very people that he grew, grew up with had rejected him. That's why he said a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Because their hearts were not welcoming, they could not receive Jesus. This woman received this prophet in her home, in her space, because her heart had already welcomed him. She had already accepted that this is God's anointed servant and he had something that he could offer to the family or to him or to her as an individual. You see, when we reject the men of God, we cannot invite them in our space. 
when our hearts are not welcoming. And you can see that a lot of people struggle in this area. They, their hearts are not open to God's servants. Their hearts are not open to the grace and to the anointing that a man of God carries. This woman's heart was welcoming to prophet Elisha. No wonder she was willing to even create space for him in the home. So I pray for you today that your heart will not be hardened towards God's true servants. Your heart will not reject the man that God has anointed, the man that has the oil, genuine oil of God upon their lives. Your heart will not be hardened towards pastors who God has anointed and placed over your life to feed you with knowledge and understanding that your heart will be welcoming. You will welcome them. You will receive them in the name of Jesus. And as you receive them, their ministry is going to have a great impact in your life. When you receive in your heart God's anointed servant you invite them in your space I am telling you what they carry the oil the grace the anointing that they carry is going to impact your life greatly so number two what does it mean to have a prophet's room in your life number two is to have proper honor for God's prophet over your life is to have proper honor not just honor but proper honor honor. You see, the common perception of men of God in our world is so warped. I mean, just go to a general room. Just go to a general room. The room that Jehu was in where everybody is and they are seated and they are talking and bring up the topic of a man of God or a pastor and you'll be so surprised. You'll be so shocked how they will tear the office down. How they will talk the office down. The things that will say. Negative things. Terrible things about men of God. So many people have a very low opinion of God's servant. They despise men of God. They look down on men of God. They think that men of God are these people who are hopeless in life. They didn't have something significant to do and so they decided to go into the ministry and so they don't have anything good to say about them. But it's so surprising to me that the very, very people who talk down men of God when they have a marital issue, when they have a problem in their life, they need counseling, they need direction, they will look for the men of God to pray for them. They will rush looking for these pastors who they have been despising in the common room to try and help them. When they want to get married, they will look for these men of God. When they want children, they will look for these men of God. When things are not working in the marketplace for them, they will look for these men of God that they were despising in the common room. When they need the men of God to give them counsel concerning a situation in their lives, I'm telling you, they will run to these very men of God that they were despising. But this woman had proper honor, you know, for God's servant. She didn't just prepare a place, you know, for this man of God, but she also demarcated that territory and decided to demonstrate honor. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 15 that when the man of God called her so that he may be able to talk to her concerning what she needed, the Bible says that she stood in the doorway. This was her house. 
and this was her room. But because she had designated the room to be a prophet's room, when the man of God called her, she did not enter the room. She stood on the doorway. It was her house, but the room was the prophet's room. She could not go in, even though she had been called by the man of God. She demonstrated honor by standing on the doorway or in the doorway or at the door. She couldn't go in, even though she had been called. Look at this woman. My goodness, she's a powerful woman. It was her house, yes, but the room was the prophet's. And so she could not go in. She stood at the door and she spoke to the man of God from the door. She truly honored the servant of God. Let me tell you something. For you to create a prophet's room, you must have proper honor for God's shepherds over your life. You must have proper honor for the pastors that God has placed over your life. You must have proper honor for the man of God that God has placed over your life. You have to know. You have to create a distance. You have to know how far you can go. There should be space between you and the man of God. And this is not out of fear, but it's out of reverence. Because you recognize what this man of God carries. You know that there is a room that you have created for that man of God in your life. And that room is for him. And you create a healthy, healthy distance. Not out of fear. Not out of intimidation. But healthy, healthy distance. Because you don't want to get too familiar with that anointing and the grace that he carries. Because you understand that if you get too familiar with the grace and the anointing that the man of God is carrying, it will not benefit your life. You maintain healthy honor, proper honor, like this woman. I love this woman. My goodness, she's teaching us very powerful principles here. She stood at the doorway as the man of God was talking to her because she didn't want to get familiar until she misses out on the grace and the anointing that the man of God was carrying. Do you have proper honor for your pastors? Do you have proper honor for the men of God that God has placed over your life? Have you created a healthy distance between you and them? Not out of fear, not out of intimidation, but it's a healthy distance so that you may be able to benefit from the oil and from the grace that the man of God carries. She stood at the door and she was having a conversation with this man of God because she knew that this is my house but this space is the prophet's space and I cannot just go in I cannot just pray I cannot just intrude I have to make sure that I recognize that this is a man of God and I have to honor this man of God I have to give him proper honor so that whatever he carries may be able to flow into my life you see the people who around Jesus when he went to uh, his hometown, they did not create that room. No wonder they were familiar with him. They said, oh, but we know this guy. We know his mother. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. And we even know what the father used to do. He was a carpenter. So they were, they, 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 they burst they burst the line of demarcation. They obliterated the line of demarcation that was supposed to create the prophet's room in their lives. And they became so familiar. They commonized Jesus. They pulled Jesus from the prophet's room to 
to the common room and they commonized him. They made him look ordinary. They made him look like one of them and that's why he could not minister to them effectively. He could not bless their lives, yet he was carrying something that he needed. He was carrying power. He was carrying oil. He was carrying the miraculous supernatural power of God that was meant to benefit their life, but because they commonized him, Instead of creating the prophet's room, they pulled him from that space and they commonized him. There was no honor. There was no respect. There was no healthy reverence for what Jesus was carrying. No wonder their lives never changed. My goodness, let me tell you something. You can be here and you're listening to me and you're looking at your life and your life is not changing. Maybe you need to check you have common. Maybe you have commonized the anointing that God has placed over your life. Maybe you have commonized, you have pulled the anointed vessel. You have pulled Jesse, Jesse out of the inner room, out of the prophet's room, into the common room. You have pulled, you know, the man that God has anointed over your life from the prophet's room into your own common room. And that's why you cannot see that he's a carrier of the grace and the anointing that you need to catapult your life to the next level. Check your honor. Check your honor. How have you honored the man of God that God has placed over your life? The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in word and doctrine. They need double honor. You see, the greater the honor, the greater the impartation. The greater the honor, the greater the blessing. The greater the honor, the greater the miraculous. Look at this one. Because she honored, because she honored the servant of God, look at what she received from the servant of God. Look at the miracle that she received. Look at the breakthrough that she received. Her child was dead, but because of the prophet's room that she had created, the child was resurrected from the dead. My goodness, I challenge you today to Make sure that your honor is double. Honor the men of God who labor in word and doctrine. Give them double honor. Honor them. Create a prophet's room in your life and grant them double honor and you will see what God will do in your life. He will do amazing stuff in your life. Number three, quickly, uh, so that we can get into a place of prayer. My goodness, I'm getting into preaching. <laughs> well, number three, uh, she also offered great hospitality. Look at what she did. She prepared a bed. What is a bed for? A place where you rejuvenate yourself. You rejuvenate your strength. You replenish your strength. That's why we all, after a long day's work, we go to the bed to sleep because we want our bodies to be rejuvenated. She prepared a bed. She gave him great hospitality. Number two, she prepared a table. A table is where we place refreshments and nourishments for our body. That's where we put our food. That's where we put water. That's where we put drinks. You know, she also prepared a place where she could be able to serve him food and drinks. Number three, she put a chair. A chair is where we recline to rest, where we collapse the weight of our bodies so that our legs may not take a beating. She put a chair there so that when the man of God wanted to sit and read and relax, he could be able to do so. She, she knew that the man of God, after preaching, after prophesying, after doing ministry, he, you know, he will be tired. And so she put a chair there so he could be able to sit, you know, and read 
and in you know and you know and reflect on his ministry or plan what was going to, what he was uh, was supposed to do the following day and then she put a candlestick so that the man of god may have light in the room you see you can put a bed a table a chair without light she wanted the man of god to have light even at night look at that if it was in our day she would have made sure that he has electricity you know in the home she wanted the man of God to be able to wake up at night and pray or to read because there was light in the room. She gave him great hospitality. When was the last time you hosted a man of God? Even in your home, even in your house. When was the last time you provided great hospitality to a man of God? When was the last time you refreshed a man of God? She refreshed a man of God. There was a bed for him. There was a table for him. There was a chair for him. There was a candlestick for him. There was food for him. There was drinks for him. When was the last time you even paid a holiday? For a man of God to go and rest and replenish and just have a great time. My goodness, when was the last time? When was the last time you sent a man of God to Dubai to just go and rest for a week? Or send a man of God to Mombasa to go and rest for a week? Just tell him, Pastor, I have booked you know, a hotel for you and your family in Mombasa. Go there, stay, enjoy. Everything has been paid for. Eat as much as you can. You know, these are your tickets. This is your flight for you, your children. Go and relax. Go there. I've paid the entire week. Go and come back, refresh, and come and minister to us. My goodness, that's a challenge for somebody here. When was the last time that you refreshed a man of God? You refreshed God's servant. This woman refreshed this man by providing a bed, providing a table, providing a chair, and providing a candlestick for him. Look at what Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 16, The Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Onesiphorus refreshed who? Paul. And he was not ashamed of his chains. I want to challenge somebody who is listening to me right now that take the challenge to refresh a man of God. Take the challenge to provide a bed, provide a table, provide a chair, provide a candlestick for a man of God. I pray for some of you who are listening to me right now that may God bless you, may God prosper you, may God increase you to a point where you'll be sending men of God to go and rest. You will send them to holiday destinations, fully paid for flight, hotels, foods, and everything that they need in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, you will receive a prophet's reward. Two things that happened to her. She didn't have a child. And because of this great hospitality that she offered to the man of God, she received a child. Look at that. Another thing, when the child died, the child was resurrected. There are things that are activated in your life when you create the prophet's room, I need to say that again. This is powerful. There are things that are activated in your life when you create a prophet's room in your life. There are blessings. There are breakthroughs. There are miracles. There are supernatural things that begin to take place in your life when you create a prophet's room. There is somebody here listening to me. There is something that you've been looking for from God. There is something that you've been praying for from God. You've done everything that you need to do. I want to give you another secret. Create a prophet's room in your life. Create a space for the prophet in your life. 
I mean, demonstrate great, you know, hospitality for the man of God. Demonstrate double honor for the man of God. Have a welcoming heart for the man of God. And that thing that you have been looking for, that thing you have been praying for, that thing you have been crying to God for, I am telling you, that man of God will just speak one word over your life and things will begin to take place in your life. This is not a very common message. This is not what people love to hear. But let me tell you, anything that is in the Bible, we need to hear. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I don't even have time to talk about Elijah. Elijah, he sent. He sent where? He sent to Zarephath. And a woman receives Elijah. And this woman was preparing her last meal. And she decides to create a prophet's room in her home. And because of that, Elijah speaks a blessing over what was little in her hand. And it multiplies. And it grows. And she's able to have, you know, abundant supply in her house. Then also in that story, the child also died. And Elijah resurrected the child. So there is something about creating a prophet's room in your life. Look at the blessing that Paul is speaking over on Forest. Just because he created a prophet's room in his life. I want to challenge you today. Have the prophet's room in your life today. Hallelujah. Create it. Build it. Some of us, we grew up in, an, in, in a culture where there was no honor for the men of God. We've been surrounded by men who don't honor the men of God. They speak badly about men of God. They tear down pastors. They speak negatively about pastors. Please get out of that group. They are denying you a breakthrough. They are denying you a miracle. There are some things that you will never experience in your life if you despise men of God. There are things that will never come your way when you look down and you talk down the men that God has anointed and placed over your life. You are sabotaging your breakthrough through. You are sabotaging your miracle by joining the critics of the men of God. When people speak against men of God, don't open your mouth. Shut your mouth. If possible, excuse yourself. Tell them, I need a bathroom, bathroom break and go and disappear from that place because you understand that you need to create a prophet's room. Elisha was not perfect perfect. Elijah was not perfect as well. Paul was not perfect as well, but there was something that they carried. And those who understood the thing that they carried, the oil and the anointing that these men of God carried are the ones who benefited from that oil. There is an oil, there is a grace, there is an unction that a man of God is carrying. If you can tap into it by creating room for him, the blessings of the Lord will come upon your life in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. My goodness, we need to pray. We need to pray this morning. I'm going to lead you into prayer quickly right now in the name of Jesus. I hope you're ready to create room for the prophet from God's man in your life, for God's man in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to lift up your voice right now and begin to pray for yourself that you will create the prophet's room in your life and in your home in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice right now that you will create room 
room. You will create room. You will create the prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus. You will use your finances to create the prophet's room. You will use your influence to create a prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus. You will use your education, your expertise to create a prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, raise up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. You will use the resources. You will use the experience. You will use the knowledge that God has granted unto you to create the prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. You will use your connections. You will use your finances. You will use your monies to create the prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus Christ because you want to experience another level, another level of blessings, another level of increase, another level of acceleration in your life in the name of Jesus. There will be a prophet's room in your home. There will be a prophet's room in your house. There will be a prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus. Raise up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Create that room right now. Create that room right now. Create that room right now in the name of Jesus. Create that room right now in the name of Jesus that your heart will be welcoming. Your heart will be warm towards servants of God. Your heart will be warm towards the prophets that God has anointed over your life. Your heart will be warm towards the pastors that God has placed over your life in the name of Jesus. Create that room right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of us didn't have this room, but we can create it. Some of us, some of us, the room has, has accumulated cobwebs, but we can create it this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Create that room in your prayer right now. Create it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you will use your influence. You will use your finances. You will use your expertise. You will use your connections to be able to create the prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus. Because there are levels you will never attain until you tap into this secret. There are dimensions you'll never experience until you tap into this secret. There are blessings that will never come in your life until you tap into this strategy in the name of Jesus. There is a level of fruitfulness that you'll never experience until you tap into this secret in the name of Jesus. Come on, raise your voice and pray. It's time to create that room. It's time to establish that room right now in the name of Jesus. Jehu, Jehu has to move from the common room. Jehu has to move from the common room into the prophet's room. Pray right now. Raise your voice right now and create that room in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you also to pray for your heart right now that your heart will be welcoming. Your heart will be warm towards servants of God. In the name of Jesus, pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. Some of us, our hearts have been hardened against servants of God. Pray for your heart this morning that your heart will be warm. Your heart will be receptive. Your heart will receive. You will accept. We will recognize the servants of God, the pastors, the men of God that God has placed over our lives. In the 
name of Jesus. Pray for your heart right now. Pray for your heart right now. Some of us, we've had stubborn hearts. Some of us, we've had hearts that are full of unbelief. We don't believe in what the men of God are saying. We don't believe in what our pastors are saying. Pray for your heart right now. Ask God to forgive you for your stubbornness. Ask God to forgive you for your unbelief. Ask God for, to forgive you for your casualness. In your heart, you have not taken the man of God seriously. In your heart, there is doubt, there is suspicion, there is mistrust in your heart. Pray right now for your heart that your heart will be welcoming. Your heart will embrace the man of God that God has placed over your life. Your heart will accept the messenger. Your heart will embrace your pastor. Your heart will embrace your pastors in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, deal with our hearts this morning. Deal with our hearts this morning. Change our hearts this morning. Transform our hearts this morning. That our hearts will be like the heart of this woman, in the Shunammite woman, who was willing to embrace the man of God, who received the man of God, who accepted the man of God. She created room in her heart for the man of God. And that's why she was able to create room in her house for the man of God. Pray for your heart. Because if you don't create room, for a man of God in your heart, you will never create room for a man of God in your house. Pray for your heart this morning in the name of Jesus that your heart will be welcoming. Your heart will be welcoming. Your heart will be welcoming. Your heart will be warm towards the man that God has placed over your life in the name of Jesus. Are you praying somebody? Are you praying where you are? Raise up your voice. I need to hear you in the spirit praying. Praying for your heart. Praying for your heart. Praying for your attitude. Some of us, our attitudes have been warped towards men of God because of what we have heard and we have even made a comment ask God to forgive you repent right now ask God to cleanse you from that sin oh yes ask God to wash you clean right now and to wipe that memory oh yes off your record right now in the name of Jesus because by speaking against men of God some of us we have sabotaged our miracle and our blessing ask God to forgive you today ask God to cleanse you today ask God to turn your heart around today in the name of Jesus that your heart may be, may be inclined to the oil and to the anointing that men of God carry just for you Look, that anointing is not for them. That grace is not for them. That anointing is for you. That grace is for you. And when you open your heart and you receive a truly anointed man of God, the grace that he carries, the anointing that he carries will begin to flow and benefit your life and change your home and change your children. In the name of Jesus, help us, oh God. Help our hearts, oh God. I want you also to pray that you will have double honor, not just honor, double proper honor for the men of God. You will honor them. You will honor them from the bottom of your heart. You will honor them with all your heart. In the name of Jesus, you will honor them. You will give them proper honor. It will be double honor because they labor in word. They labor in doctrine. They labor to teach you. They labor to instruct you in the ways of the Lord. They labor to inform you God's will over your life. They labor to direct you in the matters uh, in spiritual matters they labor to teach you how to live a victorious life they labor to teach you how to live well 
with your wife and with your husband. They labor to teach you how to raise your children in the ways of God. They labor to teach you on how to pray effectively, on how to please God, on how to be blessed. Come on, pray that you'll have double proper honor for the man of God over your life. In the name of Jesus, you will not despise them. You will not look down on them. You will not uh, uh, you, will, you, you will not associate them with bad things, but with good things all the time. In the name of Jesus Christ, your mind will think straight. You will have a, you will have you will have great thoughts concerning servants of God. You will have great imaginations concerning servants of God. Lift up your voice and pray right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, that you'll have double honor, double honor, double honor. Pray for double proper honor over the servants of over the pastors that God has placed over your life. You will give pastors double honor. You will give pastors double honor. You will give pastors double honor. It will be proper honor from your heart, from your heart, not hypocrisy, not pretense, but it will be from your heart so that you may receive the anointing and the grace that they carry so that you may receive the blessing that they carry just for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Double honor. Father, I pray for my members. They will demonstrate double honor. I pray for my sons and daughters. They will, they will demonstrate double honor. Yes, in their hearts, they will have proper reverence for servants of God, for their pastors. In the name of Jesus, they will not walk around in hypocrisy. They will not demonstrate pretense and hypocrisy when it comes to honoring their pastors. In the name of Jesus, they will honor their pastors from their hearts. It will be genuine. It will be real. It will be authentic in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <coughs> Another thing I want you to pray for. I want you to pray, yes, that you will show great hospitality to servants of God in the name of Jesus, to your pastors in the name of Jesus. As the Lord blesses you, you will be a blessing to them. As the Lord blesses you, you provide a bed for them, you provide a chair for them, you provide a table for them, and you provide a candlestick for them. You will demonstrate great hospitality over the pastors and over the spiritual uh, leaders that God has placed over over your life in the name of Jesus. Come on, raise up your voice right now and pray that God will empower you. God will bless you. God will increase you so that you can demonstrate great hospitality over the men and the women that God has placed over your life in the name of Jesus. You see, when you pray this prayer, God will honor it by blessing you. Some of us, we, we ask God for blessings, but we have not attached a divine purpose to it. As you attach this divine purpose to it, God is going to answer that prayer because you're going to do something that is in tandem with his will, which will activate a blessing over your life. Pray that God may prosper you. God may bless you. God may increase you so that you can demonstrate great hospitality to God's 
servants. Yes, in the name of Jesus, that God may increase you. This woman was wealthy. This woman was a notable woman. She had influence. She was blessed. She used her position. She used her resources to be able to refresh a man of God. Pray that God will prosper you with vehicles, with lands, with monies, with promotions, with influence in the society so that you may provide great hospitality to your pastors, to the men and women that God has placed over your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. And Father, I pray that you bless my members. I pray that you bless those who are watching here with me, those who are praying here with me. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you increase them. May they become not may they become notable in their society. May they become wealthy in their society. Increase them, oh God, financially. Increase them, oh God. Yes, in their business. Increase them, oh God, in their career. In the name of Jesus. Bless them, O oh God, beyond their wildest dreams. Increase them abundantly. Yes, I activate promotions over their lives. Bless them and increase them like never before in the name of Jesus. Bless them with houses. Bless them with lands. Bless them with resources. Bless them with monies. Bless them with influence in the name of Jesus. I pray that you increase them so much that they will, O oh God, use what you have given unto them to be able to refresh servants of God in the name of Jesus. Bless them abundantly. Oh yes, increase them abundantly that they may be able to refresh yes, their pastors in the name of Jesus. Father, I prophesy that some of them will take their pastors to holiday destinations fully paid for in the name of Jesus. Some of them will bless pastors with cars. Some of them will bless pastors with houses. Some of them will bless pastors, oh God, with food and drink in the name of Jesus. Some of them will supply to pastors in the name of Jesus because your blessings are coming over their lives. They will refresh pastors. They will refresh men of God. They will stand by men of God. They will support men of God financially in the name of Jesus. Prosper your children. Bless your children. Increase your children. Oh God, cause your favor to rest upon your children. Father, give them influence. Yes, let them become notable in this society. Let them be so blessed. Let them be so blessed. Let them be so highly favored that they may become a blessing to your servants in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God. None of them will be poor. None of them will be weak. None of them will be feeble. They will be so blessed so that they may become a blessing to the servants of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They will be so blessed so that they may be able to lift up pastors, to stand with pastors, to stand with pastors, to support pastors, to replenish your pastors, to refresh pastors in the name of Jesus. Bless them today, O God. Bless them today, O God. Increase them today, O God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that nobody under the sound of my voice will be poor. I pray that nobody under the sound of my voice will be poor. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over your lives right now that you'll be like this notable woman. You'll be rich. You will be wealthy. You will be blessed. In the name of Jesus, you will have house that will be 
will be big enough to create space for the prophet. You will have a prophet's room in your house. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over you that God may move you to a bigger house where you can have room to host a man of God. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over your life. Everybody under the sound of my voice, may God empower you to be able to create a prophet's room in your life. In the name of Jesus, I speak supernaturally. I speak supernaturally and I speak prophetically over your life right now that may God empower you, may God bless you, may God increase you and give you the ability to be able to create a prophet's room in your life. In the name of Jesus, you will have your bedroom, you will have your children's bedroom, you will have your visitor's bedroom, but you will also have a prophet's room in your life, in your home. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy that you will have a bed for the prophet. You will have a chair for the prophet. You will have a table for the prophet. You will have a candlestick for the prophet. In the name of Jesus, you will have meals for the prophet. You will have drinks for the prophet. In the name of Jesus, you will have resources for a man of God that God has placed over your life. You will have resources for the woman of God that God has placed over your life. In the name of Jesus, God will make you notable. God will make you wealthy. God will bless you so much so that you may have a surplus, so that you may have increase to be able to bless a man of God in your life. In the name of Jesus, I activate it. I speak it. I proclaim it over your life right now. In the name of Jesus, may you have the ability. May you have the knowledge. May you have the understanding. May you have the resources to be able to create a prophet's room in the name of Jesus Christ. May you have what it takes for you to be able to build a prophet's room in the name of Jesus. As you go to work, as you receive your salary, as you get raised up in the society, as you go higher in the society, as you climb the ladder of success, as your career grows, may God also empower you. May God also give you this understanding to be able to create a prophet's room in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. And as, I, as your prophet this morning, I speak a blessing over your life. As your prophet this morning, I want to prophesy over your life that this time next year, you will not be where you are today in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over your life as your prophet today that this time next year you'll not be in the house that you're living in. This time next year you'll not be driving the car you're driving right now. You'll be driving a better car. You'll be living in a better house in the name of Jesus. Come on. Are you receiving this prophecy right about now? I prophesy over your life right now. This time next year you will not be single. You'll be settled in a good marriage in the name of Jesus Christ, as a prophet over your life, I prophesy this time next year, your salary will be 10 times more than what you're getting right now in the name of Jesus. Some of you have prophesied this time next year, your salary will be a hundred times more than what you're getting right now in the name of Jesus. As a prophet over your life, I prophesy over you right now, this time next year, you will be happier than you are today. You will be 
stronger than you are today. You will be fruitful, more fruitful than you are today in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over somebody here this time next year. I prophesy that you will see what you have never experienced in terms of blessings in your life in the name of Jesus. You will be lifted. You will be so blessed. The resources that you will be commanding will be out of this world in the name of Jesus. I prophesy this time next year you will be on another level. You will be operating on another dimension in the, financially in the name of Jesus Christ. This time next year I prophesy over somebody here that you will be having children. Your marriage will be having children in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over somebody in this house this time next year. Oh yes. All the problems that you are being faced with today. All the challenges that you are being faced with today. All the difficulties that you are experiencing now. You will not see them in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over somebody here as a prophet that the Egyptians that you see today, this time next year, you will never ever see them again in the name of Jesus. Yes, your life will be better if there is somebody here who is going through a difficult time. There is no job, no money. I prophesy this time next year, you'll be the one employing people. You'll be the one paying people salaries in the name of Jesus. Receive that prophecy. Receive that prophetic proclamation over your life today in the name of Jesus. This time next year, your life will be better. Your marriage will be better. Your children will be better. Everything about you will be better in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. You'll be living in a larger space in the name of Jesus. You'll be experiencing abundant blessing in the name of Jesus. Favor will increase. Goodness and masses will increase. Favor will increase. Joy will increase. Peace will increase. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, this time next year, you'll be dancing for joy. You'll be celebrating and you'll remember today, you'll remember this prophecy that I'm making over your life in the name of Jesus this time next year things will be different things will be better your business will be bigger your business will be bigger your business will do so much better than it's doing right now in the name of Jesus receive that prophetic word receive that prophecy right now may it begin to work in your life in the name of Jesus may it begin to work in your life in Jesus name I pray and I prophesy over somebody who has lost something you lost a job just like this woman you lost monies just like this woman but I pray that what you lost may it come back and this time next year you'll be celebrating what you lost in the name of Jesus you'll be dancing over what you lost that has come back in the name of Jesus Christ I decree it over your life I proclaim it over your life in the name of Jesus that we shall see the fulfillment of this prophecy over your life in the name of Jesus whatever you desire as a prophet of God I prophesy that this time next year you will see it in tangible manifestations in your life in the name of Jesus. I see you testifying. I see you dancing for joy. I see you raising up your hands and thanking God for the fulfillment of this prophecy over your life in the name of Jesus. I see you on another level. I see you on another dimension. I see you with blessings. I see you with resources. I see increase coming your way. I see blessings upon blessings being heaped upon your life, upon your family, upon your house in the name of 
of Jesus. And I see you creating a prophet's room in your life and in your house in the name of Jesus. May it be so and it cannot be otherwise in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. We pray and we all shout a big amen wherever we are. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. It is done in Jesus' name. It is done in Jesus' name. It is done in the name of Jesus. Receive it today to the glory and honor of God's name. Amen. Wow. I have to stop there, man. I've got past time, but I have to stop there, but it's been very powerful. I want you to delve deeper into this. I want you to watch this broadcast again and think about what I have said. Think about what I've preached to you from the Word of God. Think about it deeply. I'm telling you, there's a secret that you need to tap into what we have prayed about today. You need to tap into the prophet's room and you will see the blessings of God coming upon your life. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazu Techero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.